Welcome to the Kill Rock Podcast. Today we have Morgan Alley from Colors. And this is their song, The Man Unknown. Welcome to another episode of the Kill Rock Podcast, the hashtag KRP. This is episode 
20, 20 episodes of the Kill Rock Podcast. Who would have ever thought, especially after all the amazing guests we have had here on the show, we've had Haste the Day coming back from the dead using uh, Indiegogo to fund a new album, and I'm so glad we were able to help with that. We had David uh, David Swanson from the Frozen Ocean, as well as Life in Your Way, who was also, uh, this, he was using Kickstarter to fund for his new album, for the distribution and all that stuff, and we're so glad that we were able to help him with that. We've had Dayseeker, we've had Silent Planet, We've had so many bands. Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. This episode, we have Morgan Alley from Colors. If you haven't heard Colors yet, that's okay for now. Because Colors is going to be huge. If everything goes right, uh, industry-wise, as well as promotion, and if everything goes right, if all the stars align, this could be one of the biggest rock bands in the world. I'm telling you, I don't predict bands to become the biggest in the world. I do think they could be become huge in the scene, not in the world. This band has that potential. Colors came from a band called Burn of a Day, a metalcore band off Rise Records, released three albums, and... Uh, Kyle, who sings uh, for Colors, became the lead vocalist for their last album, One One Thousand, uh, which was released in, I believe, either 2008 or 2009, probably 2009. Uh, they broke up, announced on MySpace after they broke up that there, would gonna, there was going to be a new band. And about four years later, Colors is born. And so we have them on the show today. Stay tuned. But before we get to that interview and before we get to anything else, I want to let you guys know there is a way you can help out the Kill Rock podcast without spending a cent. That dollar that you want to go to 7-Eleven and you want to get a Slurpee or something. You, well, you could keep it. You don't have to give it to us here at the Kill Rock podcast, but you want to help us out, right? So what you do is you listen, you download which you've probably already done, uh, you share the Kill Rock podcast, share it with your friends, let them know that we exist and that we are here for them. And also, you can rate and review us on iTunes, on Stitcher, and also on the killrockpodcast.com. You can also send your reviews to us uh, at kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com. And even if you want to get to me personally, email me at Keith at KillRockPodcast.com. It's K-E-I-T-H, Keith at KillRockPodcast.com. Those are the ways you can help us out here at the Kill Rock Podcast. And also, if you are in an independent band, email us as well. Email us with your stuff, kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com and Keith at KillRockPodcast.com. Send us your music. Send us your links. And we'll set up an interview as well as play your music here on the Kill Rock Podcast. If you want to financially help out the Kill Rock Podcast, there is a PayPal link on our website, killrockpodcast.com. Or you could killrockpodcast.podomatic.com. 
now that we have that out of the way, I feel like I'm getting faster through those little sections of the show. I don't like gouging out, gouging you guys out for support, but we really appreciate your support here at the Kill Rock Podcast. Now, I want to let you guys know, this week, we have three episodes of the Kill Rock Podcast set to release. As you know right now, you're listening to the episode with Morgan Alley from Colors, episode 20. Episode 21 will be released tomorrow, November 4th. We have Shrapnel on the show. That band that alternative press and metal sucks covered uh talking about how they hate fans leaving their shows before they play or while they play or whatever we sent out an invite for them to be on the show within an hour of the episode being on uploaded i got an email and it said yo we're down that's it yo we're down Actually, there was more to it. Uh, I felt like I was getting an email from two different people because one email sounded super professional and the other one sounded like a 15-year-old stoner kid. So we have them on the show coming up tomorrow. And then Wednesday, we have Album Review Wednesday! Throwback edition. Jordan Sandoval is joining me, and we're going to talk about Coheed in Cambria. I'm Burning Star 4. Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star 4. We're excited for that. So stay tuned here on the Kill Rock Podcast. Today, I want to talk about something that is uncanny, and especially in this day and age of the music industry, crazy. Taylor Swift is going to become the first platinum artist of 2014. It's November, people. People have had enough time. Artists have had enough time to sell over a million albums. Well, Taylor Swift has done it in her first week. Not only that, she is breaking Britney Spears' record from 2000 when she released uh, Oops, I Did It Again, I believe. Uh, which sold 1.13 million albums. And she's going to break the highest album sold the first week since 2002, which is Eminem's, uh, the Eminem show, which sold 1.3 million albums. Taylor Swift is forecasted to sell over 1.3 million albums with her new album, 1989. Not only that, uh, from what I hear, uh, from what I know, she's most likely going to become the first artist to sell one million albums uh, on her first week three different times. That means three different albums sold one million albums in the first week. And she's going to be the first one that ever has ever done this. Anyone else think that's kind of weird? Anyone else think that's kind of crazy? I mean... Especially in this day and age when we have Spotify, in which she totally bypassed Spotify. 1989 is not on there. But also in this day and age when most listeners are finding new albums through pirating music, through pirated music, uh, 
kind of crazy that an album is selling over a million albums, especially this late in the year, especially for Taylor Swift. I mean, the other big artists have released albums this year, right? And this is going to be become the first artist to sell over a million albums. What else has sold over a million albums? I think the Frozen soundtrack. That's it. 1.3 million albums in one week. For an album that, at least in my opinion, I do not think it's her best. Um, but she has some crazy good marketing people. I mean, she's been everywhere this first week. Her album is not on Spotify, like I said. And from what I hear, there's also a contest uh, for everyone that buys the album. There's a contest, like a sweepstakes type deal where there is like a little ladder of gifts. Uh, I believe the top gift are VIP tickets to one of her shows. And much more, I'm sure. But it, it's it's crazy. Will this happen again? Will another album sell over 1 million albums in its first week? Now, for her, it, it kind of makes sense because for the last few years, uh, tour-wise, she has made the top five most amount of money. And she's also the only artist that's not a nostalgic act, act that is making that kind of money. But still, I mean, those are some devoted fans. That's some great marketing. And you know what? I think this whole thing about bypassing Spotify, I think a lot of independent labels should be taking notice of this because bands are not going to sell enough. They're going to make the top you know, 200 in Billboard easy because you don't need to sell that many albums to become uh, a top 200 artist on Billboard. I believe, uh, I think it was in May, in one of my classes, we were looking at uh, Top 200, and I think the least amount of albums you have to sell to get on there was about four to 5,000 in the first week. Like, that's nothing. That really is nothing. That makes it, that just shows how sad it is that bands aren't even selling more than 5,000 albums their first week. Bands that are on good labels. You know, I didn't see any bands on certain labels that I would think that would be on there, but I did see other bands that were on other labels that were on there. It's just crazy. I, I find it all nuts. But, you know, times they are a-changing. Enough about Taylor Swift. Goodness, enough about Taylor Swift. No one wants to talk about her anymore. No one's going to want to talk about her in two weeks. Let's get to Morgan Alley from Colors. The interview is coming up right now. <laughs> but first, we're going to have a song off their EP, Skin and Bones. This song is The Machine. Here on the hashtag. K-R-P. The Kill Rock Podcast! Once I was 
Podcast. Today it is my honor 
to have uh, who I feel is probably one of the best bands going out there. And I'm sure not even not even anyone's really – or a lot of people haven't even heard of them. Uh, I'm talking with Morgan Alley. Uh, you're a drummer now, right? Weren't you, weren't uh, yeah. You, weren't yeah. you the bass player? No, no. I always played drums. Okay. Uh, Matt plays bass. Okay. What is, what is basically what's the story about of of colors? Uh, colors started um, around November of two thousand. Was it last year, two thousand thirteen, maybe two thousand two thousand twelve? I think yeah, two thousand twelve. Um, and uh, uh, me and and a buddy uh, that I, I um, that lives around here, he uh, we decided we want. Write some music. Um, I had previously played in um, a band with Kyle uh, called Burn of a Day, and, and right. we hadn't been doing much together for a while. Um, but both of us had kind of talked back and forth, um, you know, about about starting music and and maybe starting another project. Um, and uh, me and my buddy uh, decided to write a couple of songs and, and sent it up to him. He was living in Connecticut at the time, mm-hmm. and we're down in Florida. So um, for a while, it was kind of it was kind of back and forth through through email uh, between the three of us, and uh, he he came down he came down in November um, with with the, just the intention to, to visit and hang out, and uh, we ended up we ended up uh, recording the song and, and making a music video for it, just a little live performance video, and released it, and uh, it seemed to. Uh, to do pretty well for itself, so we just kept doing it. It's awesome. And now you mentioned Bird of a Day, Burden of a Day. Um, I didn't even mention to you; they're probably one of my best, band, one of my favorite bands uh, <coughs> ever. Uh, what was the transition like coming from a genre like Burden of a Day into a genre like Colors? Uh, the uh, the transition actually felt. Um, really uh, natural uh, for both Kyle and myself. Both both of us have have always um, we we loved Burn of a Day and we loved uh, playing that music and we loved the fans and, and it was it was awesome. But um, both of us had always been uh, a fans of of a more kind of melodical style of music, right. um, and, and that's kind of always what we've listened to and. Even back when we were playing in Bird of the Day, we had always talked about, um, you know, writing music um, a little less heavy, and uh, so it felt really natural uh, for he and I to to kind of just uh, be able to write in in this style. Feels very very comfortable for us. Right, and I know, uh, I mean, Bird of the Day, you guys broke up. I want to say what, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, maybe two thousand ten. Yeah, something like that. Wow. It it seemed to have taken a while since you guys started this new project. Were there any legal reasons why, or was it you guys just weren't writing together and you guys were just kind of separated? Yeah, we we kind of just um, we just kind of took some time off. Um, both of us um, just felt like like it, it was uh, it was kind of necessary to, to take a little bit of time off from from writing and. Um, it was good. It, it was a good time off. It was very good to, to be able to kind of have a fresh start. And, and, and Kyle and I don't really even see Burden of a Day as, uh, as any connection um, to colors. It's kind of just like this separate thing, which is 
I think that time off has really allowed for that, which is nice. Right. I, I feel the same way because you listen to Colors. I mean, you still have Kyle's voice, but I remember when I first heard Colors and I was showing someone uh, these recordings, they're like, man, these guys are good. I'm like, yeah, you want to know what band the singer was from? And showing them that, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's night and day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very different. Um, how long have you guys been in the process of writing this album? Because it's been about a year since Skin and Bones came out. Yeah, the, the uh, hmm, when did we start? It's kind of just been a, um, been a progression uh, since, since the EP. Uh, I don't think we really took any time off of writing um, from the EP. We, we finished the EP and um, we had continued, we wrote a bunch of, a bunch of new tunes and we were kind of trying to find our, our place a little bit in music, uh, where we wanted to go as far as the next record and um, just wrote a bunch of different stuff and, and uh, so we still have a couple of those songs that we wrote just after the EP was written. So it's kind of just been a, a progression this entire year. Are there going to be any songs from that EP on the album? Um, no songs from the EP, but we have, um, th- there are a couple songs that we, we would really like to pay homage to the EP. Right. Um, maybe whether it's, you know, picking uh, some lyrics or, um, uh, guitar parts or, or whatever we 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 definitely would like to like kind of take some of those aspects and 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 put them into the new record did you guys um when you when you guys are starting to re- write the ep uh was there a concept behind that and if so is that same concept going to go into this album <laughs> um as far as the ep we didn't uh we didn't have an intentional concept for it um, and it, as, as the, the writing process of the EP developed, we actually started, we kind of started a, uh, an idea for a concept, um, and towards the, I guess towards, towards the, I think it was the last two songs of the EP, um, kind of started to dive into that concept a little bit. Um, and we're still, uh, we're still kind of on the fence of whether, whether or not we're really going to push for that or not, we we kind of we kind of drifted away from that a little bit, so it probably won't have a, a continuation to the new record. I think it's funny with albums; uh, sometimes the concept happens after everything's already written. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, where do you guys see yourselves going? I know, uh, you know, you have some announcements to make in a few months, but where do you see Colors going after the album's released? Uh, after the album's release, as far as uh, our plan, um, we, we've we've taken a lot of time to, to write, and, and we haven't we haven't been out out there as far as touring uh, as far as touring goes. We haven't toured much, and we haven't we haven't played out too much. And uh, I think this next year is really going to be um, a lot of that. I, I would love to uh, I'd love to finish this this record and and kind of just hit the road and and you know not come back for the rest of the year i'd really like to be able to spend most of my time uh on the road right how many how many uh shows have has colors done in total it's funny we haven't done many uh we've played a few uh shows around florida um and other than that we um 
we had a live performance uh, deal that we did uh, back in last last October. Yes, yeah, so it was a year a year ago. Um, kind of for the release of the EP, we 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 uh, we had like a live performance and we streamed it live and and all that stuff. So that was that was a lot of fun. But other than that, we we haven't done too many. Um, just a handful. Uh, now, we were talking about uh, the distance between the EP up until this uh, album. Why has it taken so long for you guys to kind of come around to even talking about the album on social media or even uh, in the public? Um, it's, it's kind of funny. After the EP was written uh, and, and we kind of released it, um, we, we all sat down and... and and uh, kind of had a, had a long talk of, of, you know, an idea of where the band was going or, or the direction we wanted to push it. And um, what we've been doing since since the EP, not only writing a new album, but uh, we've essentially been rebranding the entire band uh, from from start to finish. Uh, we've we've kind of taken everything um, visually and, and audibly and all this just every everything that encompasses the band and, and kind of rebranded it to in a different direction. Um, so we've we've been pretty quiet since uh, since the release of the EP, uh, kind of intentionally, so we can really work on um, what we want the the experience of colors to to sound like, to look like, to, you know, to feel like to listeners. Now, what are some of the influences you guys have? Because I know listening to the music, uh, not that you guys sound like anybody, but you could kind of hear some uh, other bands' influences. What bands have influenced you guys uh, in regards to writing for Colors? Um, good question. Uh, we have um, we kind of have a, a kind of an array of influences a little bit. Right. Uh, I'd say that. Um, we listen to a lot of bands like uh, like the XX, um, a lot of uh, Lana Del Rey, uh, a band called The Neighborhood that we really like, um, and and then there's some some kind of you know older influences. Our, our um, guitar player Ryan, uh, he's like a, a huge uh, like Coldplay fan, and uh, he he listens to kind of some different stuff. So. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of a it was an array for sure, array of music for for the writing of the EP. Oh, none that I mean, Coldplay. I kind of expected Coldplay, but for the most part, I didn't expect you to, you know, bring up any of those artists. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we we're into all sorts of different stuff. Do you guys get compared to other bands a lot? It's funny. We we actually get. Um, we, we we get the Coldplay comparison a lot, which I don't okay. I don't see too much yeah. in the EP, but uh, but yeah, a lot of people say that, which is really interesting. Well, I can hear that guitar wise, uh, at least with the, the yeah. airiness of it. But yeah, for the most part, I don't hear that. Do you guys? Uh, so you're saying that you get, you guys are rebranding. Um, is that going to influence the style of the music at all, or is this just visual? Um, I would say more than anything the style of music i think uh i think that the new music that the the, the music for this full length is going to be uh vastly different uh, than the music uh, from the ep very very different 
So it's going to be less burden of a day, but a little, but also a little less of skin and bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's moving in a very surprisingly different direction. Uh, this year has has been a kind of a big transition for all of us, and uh, it's definitely influenced the the writing style for sure. Now, uh, have you guys been talking to any labels or anything like that? Uh, we have. Um, we have. We've signed um, recently with a with a label that. Um, wow. They haven't, you know, announced this yet or anything. So um, we uh, we can't disclose who we've who we signed with yet. But will, will it yeah, you, will it get you in trouble if I ask? Is it major or minor? Or I'm sorry, no, um, major or independent? It's uh, it's an independent label. Okay. Yeah. So what are you guys expecting from that? Are you expecting more promotion? Are you expecting more uh, push out of it? Uh, yeah, they um, they've been they've been really great to us so far. Um, we've been in, in contact with them quite a bit, and um, we're extremely pleased with the relationship that we're developing with them. And, and um, I think I think it's vice versa. I think that we I think we're going to make a, a good team for sure. Now, when you guys were writing uh, Skin and Bones, uh, a lot of the, the songs all have a different feel from them. Like, when you're going from The Illusionist all the way up to the end, and then you guys release uh, The Man Unknown and The Illusionist too. every song kind of has a different feel. Did you guys write those songs, uh, you know, in, at different times of, uh, you know, kind of like, a, like were they separated uh, quite a bit from each other to kind of make a different sound. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, they were uh, they were written uh, in a decently um, like spaced out uh, span of time. Okay. Uh, as, and we also had intentionally talked about um, basically taking every song and trying to uh, manipulate it to kind of. Uh, sit in a different pocket of music. Okay. Uh, the, the the first two songs, not so much, but once we started uh, like progressing musically, we definitely uh, made that intentional for the for the newer stuff. So you guys would be like the perfect wedding band. <laughs> you guys could play different. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it, it it's like funny. We uh, Kyle and I have always talked about uh, <laughs> wanting to be in a wedding band someday. So it's perfect. So much money. <laughs> I know. It's awesome. So-and-so <laughs> Records presents Colors performing at your wedding. <laughs> and then you guys could break out in a burden of a day song. Yeah, I'm sure they would love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, I don't know how I don't uh, know how far back you go with Burden of a Day, but I wanted to ask, were you around when the band was touring for 1-1000? Uh, yes. I was actually the last member before the band uh, split, uh, so I was I was at the I was at the tail end of the one one thousand tours. Okay, um, were you around for the Cobalt or uh, I think it was the Glass House? It was a big tour at the, that went through the Glass House in Pomona. Yeah, that was that was the tour before I came on. I remember that specifically. Oh, okay. Because I remember we saw yep. we saw Burn of a Day at the Cobalt Cafe, which is a small venue out in Canoga Park, like 
ridiculously small. And uh, I remember uh, I I had low expectations because I'm I've always been one of those people that's like you know if it's not the original singer, um, I don't know how good it could really right. be. And I remember seeing Kyle, and first of all, I was like, dang, like, dude is freaking hot. And uh, <laughs> second, he has a killer voice. And when I was when I heard Colors was starting, and I I found out Kyle was singing, it's just like you know what, like. You got to give it a chance because you know it's going to be good. And his voice fits this genre a lot better than it fit uh, the metalcore genre. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you. How how has he transitioned? Uh, you know, his own regimen from that or from the past till the present. Um, like I said, I think it was. Uh, I think it was. A, a very natural transition and something that um, I know that uh, he and I both uh, really wanted for a long time. We, we, uh, we really wanted to, to kind of push our music in, in this direction. So I think it was a, I think it was a very easy transition for him, especially since, um, since vocally he, he naturally has, a very like clean and, and crisp and, and kind of like that prettiness in his voice that right. um, that kind of lends itself to this kind of music. Yeah, because even when he pushes it, it doesn't really get too raspy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he definitely has a very pretty voice. For sure. And the runs <laughs> that he does, like the, the run on the machine, oh my gosh, like I don't think I've ever heard a voice do that before. I, I, if you, you know, I think you know what I mean. Uh, uh, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously, it's, it's impressive. <laughs> I've never heard someone do a little like uh, basically arpeggiate down, but swirl at the same time. It was it, it's gnarly. <laughs> Anything? Any last things you want to say about colors? About the future album? About your fans and the listeners here at the Kill Rock Podcast? Um, well, uh, thank you for having me, first of all, and thank you for, for supporting, uh, you know, Colors and, and the transition, and um, we, we really appreciate, you were kind of like the first, um, the first uh, like website to kind of, um, with Indivision, to kind of uh, feature our, our songs and, and support us and, and kind of get behind us, and that was really cool, uh, so thank you guys, first of all. Um, our fans have been have been awesome uh, through the transition. We were kind of skeptical um, as to you know how how people might respond, um, but they, they've been so great. They've been really supportive, and, and we get emails all the time from them, and and, and kind of good vibes from them all the time. So, uh, you know, thank you to everybody who's who's supporting us. Awesome. And one last question: Who's the best band in the world? Oh man, the best band in the world. That changes a lot for me. Okay. Um, but I would say right now I'm on a huge. I don't know if you've heard of the band uh, from 1975. 1975. Mm-hmm. I have heard of them. They're, it's the band out of Manchester uh, that I've I've grown really fond of recently in the past uh, the past few months that I've kind of just been playing on repeat. So right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with them right now. We'll check out the 1975. Morgan, it was awesome to have you here on the Kill Rock podcast. Uh, can you plug in your uh, 
Twitter and stuff before we go? Um, on Twitter. Oh gosh. Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Uh, Facebook is uh, you know, Facebook.com/slash/coloredfl. Um, yeah, so come check us out on there. On our Instagram, we use a lot. Uh, there's Colored Band. Uh, come look us up. Colors will be you. Awesome. Oh yeah, C O L O U R. Right. That's it. Yeah. So are you, sure is. You guys are a bunch of Canadians out in Florida. <laughs> That's what everybody says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty much it. Well, Morgan, it was nice talking to you. Uh, I cannot wait till this album. Awesome. We're excited to give it to you guys for sure. All right, bud. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks again, man. You're welcome. Long before the changing tide of the sea Overtrues and underlies you follow It all would fall trying to follow your lead. Oh, I, I was once significant. The bravest man had not. 
And we want to thank Morgan for coming on the Kill Rock podcast. Uh, that song was The Illusionist off their EP, Skin and Bones. Uh, and I remember I did the review on Indie Vision Music for the EP. And the only reason why I didn't give it a perfect score was because of the production. It wasn't that the production wasn't good. It was the fact that the production was different sounding. Every song kind of had a different sound than the other. And it wasn't, you know, at least production-wise, it wasn't cohesive. But I totally understand now why that is. And that's because every song was written over a different time span. And obviously, if that's the case, then it was recorded over a different time span. And so production changes. Skin and Bones is still one of my favorite EPs that came out of uh, came out in 2013. And I am so stoked for this band. They're signed now. They're going to get the promotion that they need. And they're going to break records. I, I'm going to tell you. They're going to start from that independent level. But with their sound... They could kind of do anything. They could go in a Maroon 5-ish type uh, style, yet they could go back to a Circus Survive or a Coldplay type style. And with Kyle's voice, it fits over every single one of those genres. So there's the, the sky is kind of the limit for colors. They're really opening themselves up to being a band that's versatile, yet can create music that is cohesive enough to go on to one album, but not every song is probably going to sound the same. And I'm excited to be able to hear this album. Uh, we're going to try to get Colors back on the show when they make the announcement of what label they're on and or when their album comes out. Uh, I feel like, at least for me, that's probably the most anticipated album that's going to come out in 2015. And I'm so stoked to be able to hear it, to be able to listen to it. And uh, hopefully they come out to California soon so I could treat them out to In-N-Out Burgers. Now, thank you guys so much for downloading the Kill Rock podcast. Uh, you have no idea how much we appreciate it here. Uh, 20 episodes in, we started in the middle of July. And we're 20 episodes in. And that is not including the album review Wednesdays that we've released. The two of them that we've released. Uh, this is the 20th episode of the original Kill Rock podcast. I did not think that we were going to get this far. The original idea for the Kill Rock podcast was to go six weeks and see how it went. And we've gotten listeners from everywhere. We've had listeners in almost every state of the United States, including Alaska, including Hawaii. We've had listeners up in Canada, in the Winnipeg, Montreal, Calgary, and Edmonton areas. Hockey cities. I winked. You didn't see it. We've had listeners out in Mexico. We've had listeners out in Russia. We've had listeners in the UK, in uh, Ireland, in France. And I know Ireland. Is Ireland part of the UK? Oh, well. South Africa, Ghana everywhere and we want to thank you guys so much for checking out the kill rock podcast the hashtag krp we really appreciate your reviews please keep them coming we got a new review up on itunes uh this one comes from rink rat 34 
He says, check it out. That's the that's the title of it. Check it out with five stars. We appreciate your five stars. Keith kills it on this podcast. He continually gets interesting guests, engages in interesting conversations, and is continually bringing new stuff to the table. Check out the podcast if you want the latest in the music industry. We appreciate your uh, review for us here at the Kill Rock Podcast, Rinkrat34. And if you guys, if you guys want us to keep getting these amazing artists, we have some great artists coming up. I promise you, amazing artists. Uh, please just download and listen to the Kill Rock Podcast. That's all you have to do. Just keep downloading and listening and sharing and also rate and reviewing. We appreciate everything you guys, uh, all the support that you guys give us. And if you want to help us out financially, yes, there is a PayPal link on killrockpodcast.com or killrockpodcast.podomatic.com. And you can contribute there. And if you contribute, uh, leave us a message and we'll make sure to mention you or your business or anything that you want us to mention here on the Kill Rock Podcast. Uh, we appreciate everything uh, that you guys could do to support us. Thank you to Morgan Alley for joining us here on the Kill Rock Podcast. Like I said in the earlier segment, we have two other shows coming out this week. Episode 21 featuring the band Shrapnel, uh, a band that people have only heard of because they complain. So how far will they get in the music industry? We'll talk about that tomorrow on episode 21 of the Kill Rock Podcast and Wednesday. Album Review Wednesday! That is right. It will become a thing, I promise. Jordan Sandoval comes on the show and we talk good apollo i'm burning star four by coheed and cambria so stay tuned for that stay tuned for all future episodes of the kill rock podcast we just recorded an episode with the band convictions they'll be on in the middle of november they have ryan kirby on their ep unworthy go check out their ep unworthy on uh, itunes as well as their band camp uh just look up convictions Thank you guys for joining us once again here at the Kill Rock Podcast. We're going to leave you with a heavy song. Heavy song. We had colors on the show. Now we have Burden of a Day on the show. This song is off their album, 1-1000. It's my personal favorite off that album. This song is Sly Foxes. Stay tuned for tomorrow. We have Shrapnel here on the Kill Rock Podcast. The hashtag K-R-P. Peace.